I'm Kelly Harrell, author, animist, and creator of the Weekly Rune. Solentent Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, actionable animism, soul-tending, and how all of those intersect through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years, focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. The Weekly Rune is now available in full on Patreon.com. Just do a search for Kelly Harrell to find it, and you can find the archive of all past runecasts on my site, soulintentarts.com. If you're not sure what a half-month is or what the runic calendar is, Listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune. It's explained fully at the beginning of every runecast. Thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast, to those who send notes and share their experiences of the runes. That's what it's all about, and I'm grateful for the engagement. I also want to thank my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the podcast and the RuneCast possible with their financial support. If you've benefited from the RuneCast, the podcast, or the ton of free articles on the runes, animism, and soul tending on my website, you can show your support through buying my books, which you can find at soulintentarts.com or Amazon, by making a one-time contribution through PayPal or Square, or by contributing regularly through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and search for Kelly Harrell. You can also subscribe to the paid version of the Weekly Rune there, and thank you for it. If you told me 10 years ago that I would do a podcast on possession, I'd have told you that you're crazy. Not because I didn't experience that possession is a thing, but because I didn't appreciate how interwoven it is into our everyday lives. Well, because, well, that's part of possession. You can't see the forest for the trees. We're animists, right? That's why we're here. That's why we're having this conversation. And thank you for participating in that dialogue. Being animists means we agree that all things have consciousness and agency. I've made a joke or two in the past about how people immediately start stressing about their toaster or having a soul when I say that. That's like the first thing everybody goes, does that mean that my microwave has a soul? And they're really usually good about thinking of trees and rocks as having souls and even agency. And they grok that the human soul does, but that's about as far as they go. There's no real personal awareness of what soul means. Okay, remind me to talk about that in another podcast. The real mind bender is when I express that ideas, laws, actions, beliefs, memories, emotions, feelings, thoughts, all of those things are life force. They're all seemingly obtuse, you know, like we don't stop and think about those things having consciousness and agency. But the deal is, the more we as individuals give them power, the more we give any life force power, the more agency it takes on. So when we have groups of people giving power to a life force, it becomes a golem, 
It becomes an egregore and it gains considerable agency that depending on how many people are giving it power can become more influential than we, than humans, are. When I talk about possession, I'm talking about a life force of anything inhabiting your etheric field such that you can't tell its voice or feelings from your own. You can be possessed by the life force of passion or joy, just as you can be possessed by hatred or a human life force that was really victimized during its life and didn't move on. Possession comes in in many different stripes. And really, things pass through your etheric field all the time. That's, That's working as intended. That is normal. That is healthy. But what's problematic is when they don't keep on moving. When I say etheric field, I mean the energy grid that's through and around you. That, that's my vernacular on that. To me, it's the glue that unites your inner cosmology, which is mind, body, soul, emotion, so that all of it communicates well with each other and it connects that inner cosmology to the greater field of all things, right? You with me? So when something that isn't an aspect of your inner cosmology or the system that is you steps into that etheric field space, it can be really difficult to recognize that for what it is because it uses your wiring. It uses your neurology and works through your worldview to experience life the way you do. Only you're not the one in the driver's seat. Most of the time when people talk about possession, their thoughts go to demons and exorcism, and that stuff is real too. I'm not suggesting that it isn't. But most of our perspectives, like from that standpoint, they've mostly been shaped by movies and fiction. Spirit possession is a whole lot more complex than that. And to really delve into that complexity, we need to talk about Urus. Urus is the second rune in the first et of the Elder Futhark. And it's the current half-month rune through 29th, yeah, the 29th of July. The progression of the Futhark in its traditionally accepted order places Fehu first, the rune of force, tending assets so that they grow, so that we have resources in the formed world, right? But it's followed by Uruz, which means Arox, and is characterized by wild, untamed, unconscious, which we all have. With Urus, we're confronted with our unconscious, which is basically us with no social or interpersonal refinements. It's us at our most primal life force level. And when New Age folks talk about that seed of humanness, it's envisioned as this pristine, all-knowing, transpersonal, if not angelic vision of self. And I'm sure under clean slate circumstances, it is that. Raise your hand if you came into this world with a clean slate. Who came into this plane free of intergenerational trauma 
or immediately ready to apply the knowledge of what to do with it, about it, of your unconscious. Not one damn person, I know. Stay with me. Fehu, force, is the first rune. And it means assets to root ourselves into the earth plane. Uru's embodiment is the point that the soul comes into form and we can take informed action on those assets. It's the point that consciousness can make stuff do. So what if we come into the earth plane without assets, i.e. we have less privilege? What happens to our unconscious if we don't have the assets to root it well enough into the earth plane? What if our unconscious remains unrooted, and no one teaches us how to take grounded action. That's also a point of less privilege. If we don't come in with assets to tend our unconscious, who controls it? And even if we do come in with mad assets and privilege, but don't tend our unconscious, who controls it? You see where I'm going. If we don't have the ground force of Fehu assets to give embodied Urus the structure it needs to develop a healthy unconscious, by the time we move to the lightning strike of Thor's hammer, which is the next rune in the progression, that's a shit show waiting to happen. When we can't be embodied with solid grounding to embody ourselves, and know the lay of our unconscious. Both of those things are marks of cultural privilege. If we don't have that, then we are wide open for possession. When we're people who have loads of assets, but don't know how to interpret our unconscious, wide open for possession. And we are a culture full of possessed people. Colonization is possession. Patriarchy is possession. Homophobia, misogyny, hatred, racism, Triggers are possession. All of those are possession. Every one of those things is a life force that got a foothold into an individual somehow. And that life force hasn't just been fed and intentionally developed at a conspiratorial level, but each has been handed down generation by generation collective new experiences of oppressor and oppressed wrapped in with every new descendant. It's not just a single thread. It's not just this one thing in our personal life or in the culture that we happen to be living in right now. It is a full-on tapestry that has been woven for generations that we were born into. That is not a clean slate. And this week, the full weekly runecast for Uros talks about what collective possession looks like and what our job in it is. In my teaching of depossession and extraction, I tell students that vulnerability and silence are permission for possession. And when I say that, people are like, so you're saying that if I don't know better, it's my fault I'm possessed. No, that's what law of attraction says. That's what victim blaming and original sin say. I'm saying that you're not supposed to have to be vulnerable. You're not supposed to be in this alone. You're not supposed to have to figure it out for yourself. You're supposed to have elders of unbroken lineage 
who hold the wisdom of what is possession, and that is passed down. You're supposed to be educated in that way. You're supposed to be privileged in this way. When we don't have that kind of community support, we are vulnerable, and every one of us is born into that. When we don't have a community carrying that knowledge, and none of us on the broken path have had that, we are vulnerable to possession. When we are silent, we see the social dots connect to bias and violence, but we do nothing. We are giving permission for possession of ourselves and of the people in the bias. We are supposed to have community support always. We're supposed to be able to recognize our vulnerabilities and address them from the deepest levels of our being, and that is the unconscious. When no one protects you or teaches you the skills to protect yourself, which few people in this culture have, you are easily possessed. And that doubles back to because our culture intentionally made the break from animism, tapped in aware connection of all things. That means that it intended for us not to have those skills. It intends for us not to distinguish when we're possessed from our inherent emotions and feelings. It's not an accident that we don't know how to regulate emotions and feelings. It's not an accident that we aren't taught what possession looks and feels like so that we can tell the difference. It's not an accident that our elders were separated from that wisdom and that we don't have community helping us to create our safe space and the entire community's safe space. Yes, this ties into unquiet dead and unwell ancestors and ancient shit that was put into play thousands of years ago. Nothing here is new. Nothing. We are filters for thoughts, emotions, feelings, and that's all we're meant to be. They're not supposed to lodge in us and take up residence. And that's one way of knowing that maybe there's more than you in the driver's seat. Places where life is stuck, particularly thought patterns, habits that don't support you or healthy relationships, or flat-out voices that you know aren't coming from you. And needless to say, Life forces don't want to die. The big isms or the personal voices that don't support our well-being, they don't want to die. And that means our work isn't just about coming into awareness of what fehu we are in possession, haha, no pun intended, however small it may be. It's not about how many assets we have or how thoroughly we can cultivate our urus. We have to do the personal part so that those big collective systems become unsupported. Remember at the beginning of the episode when I said these life forms gain momentum when groups of people give them power? That's what makes them in the golems moving around in the world with greater agency, i.e. power over us, power for possession. Stop feeding them. Wake up your unconscious. Explore all the meditations. That's what Guru Internet provides is access to all different kinds of meditations. Find the one that works for you to become embodied of yourself 
and keep the gate of your own unconsciousness. If you're not sure how to do that, set up a session with me, do something. That is where out creating the system starts, taking control of your own unconscious. Take back your power and stop feeding the systems that possess you. Possession is why we have to outcreate the system. It's why working within a shit system that was never intended to help you to start with, it doesn't and it can't change it working from within it. We have to make totally new systems by withdrawing our power from the old ones, which we do by embodying ourselves fully. Possess yourself. Shape shift into yourself. The half-month affirmation for Urdu's from Runic Book of Days is, I am my shadow. In knowing all of me, I am free to be. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season, or you just want somebody to bounce your ideas off, feel free to email me at kelly, that's K-E-L-L-E-Y, at solentinarts.com, or you can call into the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and various other podcast platforms. And you can learn more about me, Runic Book of Days, and my work by visiting solentinarts.com or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird. Thank you.